1: Hey guys, if you really like this episode, please support our podcast by going to talkmurder.com slash join and becoming a Talko Supremo. Hey guys, John here. To me, these stories are always the most fascinating, but can also be the most challenging to tell. The hardest obstacle I usually face with stories like these is trying to get myself, my co-host, plus the majority of our audience to relate to the upper-class lifestyle of the characters here within. Trust me, it's not easy. But luckily, I have the two most essential things to help me out tonight. A series of articles from the Vanity Fair, and a shitload of alcohol.
2: Yum! All right, welcome, guys, to talk murder to me. That might be oh, my wow, favorite. That's really good. I don't know. I think I don't know if I like this one or the Bahama Mama better. They're they're tied. They're or the
3: the the one with the bananas that we did with the lobster, the rock lobster. The rock that lobster, Bahama
2: Mama, and what's the easy money? Oh, Easy money, baby. That's right. Um because this week's clue
3: was allowance. Did you guys have an allowance growing up? I did not. Really? Yeah. I did. It was meant to be the same age that we were. So obviously it stopped when we were like 12, I think. It did. Like $12 a week. I think it was every other week. So you got $12 every other week. And $1 per a- allowance was donated to charity. Oh, that's really cool. I like I th- that idea. I think they got that from like um, Rich Dad Poor, Rich Kid Poor Kid from Robert Kiyosaki, like the one that was tailored to kids. Oh, uh, for a second there, I thought you were going to say Rich Dad Porn. <laughs> no, that would be weird. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's where I was like, I was, because you stuttered on the poor kid part. And I was like, did she
3: going to say? <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I would still be in therapy. Yeah. So, we're drink so like we said the hint was allowance. So, we're drinking cocktails called Easy Money, which is white rum. No, light rum. I don't know if there's a thing called white rum. I think there might be, but I'm not sure. Dark rum, coconut rum, all the rums. Um, grapefruit juice because we didn't have orange juice. We screwed that part up. <gasps> Lime juice frozen mangoes with ice blended all together and then topped with grenadine, which actually sinks to the bottom. Mm, it's so
2: good. You can really taste the mangoes. and I think mm. it tastes good with the grapefruit juice. I wonder mm-hmm. what it would taste like with orange juice. It might be a little bit sweeter. Maybe. But this is good. Mm-hmm. Also, side note, I have not eaten today, so this will be a fun episode, I'm sure. Drunk Jen? Mayhaps. <laughs>
1: You're not working tomorrow. I'm not. Neither so am I. So that means I H O P y'all. So we've had some uh, requests from people, not requests, but emails and messages asking about the Pee Wee Gaskins episode two. It's coming. I promise. I know that was a really entertaining episode. Crazy. The part two is coming. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. patience. You must have.
3: Hopefully next week. Ready. Ready, which, hang on, I will say, guys, Jen does the bongos and sings the song live every, every time. time.
1: Yes, this Who is Who said true. that?
3: Heather and Will did not know that you record it fresh yeah. every They're time. they like, wait, really? you, you do yeah. that live
1: every time? And
3: every time at the end of the episode when John does his yeah. spiel, John does that live every time. Do you remember
1: when um, our special guest Rebecca was here? Oh, Rebecca.
3: Rebecca.
1: Rebecca, and she was like, that's so much better when it's here in person.
3: yeah. So, guys, come record with us. Yeah, if you ever
2: come to our live shows that we're going to be having, we are planning on having more live shows, details to come. Um, You'll be able to sing along and maybe bring some surprise bongos with you.
1: Yes, surprise bongos.
2: Well, their bongos are surprise bongos. Mine are parking lot bongos. Surprise shots, surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise Before we take surprise shots tonight, I wanted to mention, uh, as you guys know, we covered Taco Supremo, Chuck's story last uh, episode, and he reached out and said that he was disappointed that we didn't take a surprise shot. I was too, believe me. I love taking surprise shots. So this
3: one goes out to you, Chuck. Um, Enjoy. We love doing your episode, and we're so glad that you enjoyed the episode. Yes.
1: Cheers, guys. Yeah, this is you, Chuck. Cheers. Oh, that was rough.
3: I liked it, but I choked on it.
1: So I asked the guy at the liquor store, I was like, listen, give me the worst tasting shot that you have. Did you really? Yeah, and that's what he gave me. <laughs> what was
3: that? I kind of liked it.
1: Uh, he, he looked at it and he was like, this is probably really shitty. And I'm like, I'll take three. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Not as bad as the pickle vodka. Yeah. Yeah, that was the worst shot we've ever done. I'm sorry, Jen.
1: Do you got any uh, guesses?
3: Yeah, I got to think about what that flavor is.
1: Oh, that was pretty bad.
3: Is it butterscotch?
1: No, it's not butterscotch.
3: Peach. Apricot.
1: Peach, yeah.
3: Peach what? Schnapps?
1: No. Whiskey? Whiskey. Oh. We are drinking Lord Calvert's spiced peach whiskey. I will say that was not the
3: worst shot we've ever done, though.
1: Lord Calvert. He was like, this is probably pretty shitty. And I was like, I'll take three.
3: (laughs) 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 I liked that. (laughs) (laughs) you asked him what the worst one was yeah because I don't
1: like picking surprise shots and then you make me do it so I'm going to get the worst one.
3: we need to take turns and we needed to go and get unique things that are not from our liquor cabinet because we run out of unique things from our liquor cabinet Mm -hmm. we still have the pickleball code though yeah we do we
1: can do blight
2: mary's
3: tomorrow we could
1: Lord Calvert is a Canadian whiskey that is aged for three years and bottled at forty percent ABV. Solid whiskey, vanilla, and oak with a nice touch of peach. A solid, affordable option for all your <laughs> mixing and sipping needs.
3: It was
2: affordable. All <laughs> <laughs> That's Lord
1: Calvert. Lord Calvert, please.
2: Would anyone else like to join me?
1: Just drink it all, Jen, so we can go to IHOP tonight.
2: You know how my mom's going to do those Rolling Stones charters? Yeah. How, like, in the Start Me Up song? Yeah. Oh, you make a dead man come. Yep. That's a line.
3: Yep. It is and a line. I didn't know what that meant
2: when I was 12 years old and was really into the Rolling Stones.
3: Yeah. I, I, de- I definitely had a Rolling Stones, like, be- beater top, too. Oh, I'm, not, I'm super am super into music. That's why I, anytime he get says, can you say what... What band this is, I get it right. Yeah. My dad used to what? play that game with me all the time when I was a kid. Who sings Love this? It. Who does this? Nail it every time.
1: Can you really make a dead man ejaculate?
3: I think he probably can if it's right after they've died.
1: Well, you know a body stays warm for six hours.
3: I mean, I feel like probably <laughs> what are you probably already uh, to... What are you suggesting, that we try
2: this? Because <laughs> no, I'm not I'm just okay saying that. Like,
1: is I like I'm really curious. Could that actually happen? Could you make someone orgasm after?
3: I don't think uh, no. I don't. Uh, uh, I don't think after there's
2: brain activity that you can. Please, someone
1: out there, someone all our, in our necrophiliacs the field. out there, all our necrophiliacs <laughs> out there. Please <laughs> chime in. Can you make someone dead e- orgasm? Either male. I or female, feel
3: like I feel like dead? females no, but I think males yes. Because with females, as it's we learned the same in Jen's thing. class, what about? it's much more mental. No, no it's you can't not. See, I'm glad You, took
1: something you know. can't see me. You know, it's the same special sauce. No, no, it's the same no, thing. It's not. I saw it. No, it was on no, Doctor Phil. Not. I, do, I no. do have to say it's that different. That, uh, uh, the penis
2: develops is every everyone is born with a clitoris, but if you're a male and your testicles, and that's bullshit. It, it's true. I'm, I'm born the a man, the clitoris is a little penis.
1: What My clitoris think? is not a little penis. <laughs> <My God. laughs>
3: I can't wait. You- I can't wait for the bloopers on okay, this listen, episode no, already. No, because when when yes. when transgendered
2: uh, when when transgendered, like if you're going F to M like
1: F to M yeah
2: female to male when you go when you're transgender oh. and you get the surgery done like they you take that's what your penis grows out of is your clitoris. Because it's not grow a penis. It's Jen. that
3: sensitive.
1: They're not like it is. They your do penis not, is
3: that sensitive.
1: They do not grow no. a penis for transgender people. They attach one on. No, no, they don't. They don't grow it. You, you, yes, you do. They you use it. your
3: existing skin. Yes, you don't transplant it from some other body. Yes, you do. No, no you don't.
1: no, oh, they're just going to grow a penis. Yes, if that's the, the case. Why? Why can't I enlarge mine? Because without all these pills that I've been buying for months <laughs> that aren't working, <laughs> I can't just go to a doctor and have him grow a. You need a to take hormones, and I'll grow a bigger penis.
2: Maybe probably. I don't know. Do we have any doctors that listen to us? I I, I don't know if we do actually. <laughs> Can They're you please like tell like, this have, for us? We have
1: people listen to us. In the like field. in the head, the headphones are in. So, do we have any doctors that are in surgery listening to us? <laughs>
2: or, or even hey, even if we have any transgendered listeners, I'm not trying to be insensitive. I like just so we are aware, just so we can talk yeah. to John about. And
1: this. be careful because there are a few transgender serial killers running around now. There's one in Florida, one in Texas,
3: killing. You mean a straight person killing transgendered people? I yes. don't know. No one well, knows.
1: But there has been the target is transgender people. Up, Correct. If yes. you look up transgender murders within the last two years it has skyrocketed there's in in multiple cities florida is one of the main ones i haven't done the story yet because there's not enough details about it so i'm really really excited for this episode
2: i remember the other day you described it as shit that you like can't explain or something
1: i love these episodes like what we're doing tonight okay so we've been doing some serious episodes we did the chuck one Which was a great story. Mm -hmm. Did you guys like that one? Yeah, I did. So, guys, the hint tonight was allowance. So I'm really curious to know where we're going and who we're killing. WWG, WWK. Jen.
2: Hmm, well. Nicole. No, wait. (laughs) I think we're going to.
1: Damn it, I shouldn't uh, put that map back up. You just looked staring at it.
2: I think we're going to go to Iowa, and the killer is a, a younger, a younger killer who was saving up their allowance to buy an automatic weapon.
3: Mm, interesting. Um, I'm going to say we're going to Arkansas. A mother killed her child after the child demanded he had an increased allowance. Wow, that's like pretty extreme.
1: The mother killed the child? after Yeah, a,
3: after he wanted to ask like,
1: so like, his mom. I'm sick of $12.
3: I want thirteen. Yeah, I think that was like the last that's like straw worse than, that's, that's, like, <laughs>
2: that's like worse than firing someone for uh, asking for a raise. You're fired!
1: Alright, so we are going to... Manhattan tonight Damn. Oh. Uh, this is a good story that's in the news right now it hmm. started in the news around 2015 but now the trial is actually going on really and well actually the trial just ended and sentencing will be later this August August 9th I think
3: oh that's huh. the day after our show
1: that's those a, yes, keeping track? It's the day after our show. we're gonna be hungover as shit, probably.
3: Yeah. We are gonna get really drunk on that. So show. we well, are who's going- driving back. We may have to just sleep in the full <laughs> parking lot of the
1: brewery. <laughs> yeah. Might as well just sleep in the gutter. All right. So tonight we're going to Manhattan. I shouldn't say I loved a story because no murder is fun, but if you know me, these are my types of stories. Okay. Which stories do I like? The crazy ones that you can... No, I like the Dylan Millards. I like the Cosmo DiNardos. The rich kids. I like the rich idiots out there. This is Thomas Gilbert Sr. Now, he's a hedge fund manager, big wig. Okay, well, he used to be. He's a 70-year-old man, and he used to be top of the game. And I'm going to get into kind of why he's not the top of the game anymore in a little bit. But anyway, the title of this article... Son is arrested in slaying of financier father. Now, according to a press release from the Manhattan DA office, at approximately 3.15 on January 4th, 2015, where we're going tonight, this is where our story takes place, his son enters the apartment building of his dad and his mother. The apartment is located at 20 Beekman Place in Manhattan, a nice apartment in Manhattan. The rent's like $12,000 a month. Oh god. Yeah. Now that's downscaled from where he was. I'm going in all into that. But that's actually a one bedroom apartment. Okay.
2: It's still a in, one bedroom apartment. That's yeah. like $144,000 a year.
1: It's still in the rich part, but is barely in the rich part.
2: But I'm just saying that's more than I could that's that's like that's like 7 times more than what I make in a year.
1: The son goes in there, Thomas Gilbert Jr. Is who we're talking about tonight. He goes into his parents' apartment, 20 Beekman Place, and he's like, Mom, Mom, would you, can you, Mom, can you go get me a sandwich and a Coke? Now, he's, keep that in mind, a Coke, okay? Coke's going to be important, not cocaine, but actually Coca-Cola. Mama, Mommy, can you go get me a sandwich and a Coke, please, down at the street? Mom. Mom, Mama. Mom, Mama, Mama. So she does. Mommy. Mommy. Sh- she goes. Mama. Mama. <sighs> so she she agrees. When she comes back to the apartment, Thomas Gilbert Jr., the son, the thirty-year-old son of this hedge fund financier, millionaire, is gone. But in the bed is his dad, Thomas Gilbert Sr., he has a Glock 40 caliber pistol in his hand, and it looks like he's blown his head off. Oh, my goodness. At close range. And a, we talked about before a Glock 40 is big gun. So, it, so at close range, brain matter on the pillow.
2: So it looks as first as if a it suicide. was a suicide.
1: Yeah, mildly. <laughs> I mean, the son was literally there 10 minutes before this happened. (laughs) I know, but okay. so so, physically. physically. But she didn't hear a gunshot? Well, she was down at the local store getting a sandwich and a Coke. Oh, the store getting
2: a sandwich. Okay, I got confused. I didn't hear store, I heard kitchen. Yeah.
1: So, Nicole, can you read uh, this article for us? Son is arrested in slaying of finance to your father.
3: Police said Gilbert Jr. went to his parents' home on the east side Sunday afternoon and asked his mother to go out and get him some food. About 15 minutes later, she got a bad feeling and came back and said Robert Boyce, said Robert Boyce, the chief detectives for the New York Police Department. She found Senior on the floor with a bullet hole in his head, Boyce said. She also found a gun resting on his chest with his left hand covering it.
1: The mother, Shelly Gilbert, she's not an idiot. In fact, we're going to hear her entire 911 call in a second. But obviously the son just did this. He was there 10 minutes ago. It's interesting that she got
3: a bad feeling.
1: This guy never... Like, he didn't have any tendencies of committing suicide. He's a millionaire, for Christ's sake. You know? He's got his whole life going for him. And all of a sudden, the sun's gone, and now his brains are all over the bed. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Manhattan. Have you guys been to Manhattan? Yes. Yes. Fuck that place. Too many people. Way too many people. Who lives there? Karina? No, Karina commutes commutes there. She commutes there. Yeah, so our yeah. taco Primo Karina commutes there. I'm sorry, too many people, man. Agree. Too many, like this picture Told I'm showing him right it, now girlfriend. of whatever skyscraper gives me straight anxiety. Like, I
2: literally, so sh- our our taco Shelly and I, we we went to Manhattan to see Hamilton, and it was just, ugh, we went. Well, we've seen Hamilton, we've seen Kinky Boots, we've gone a couple of times, but I just there's there's I just can't breathe. There's too many. Too much traffic. I think that's more of the deterrent than the people. Like, you can't move. It's a constant gridlock. Agreed. Like, you think Charleston and Boston traffic is bad? No. Manhattan traffic. And L.A. traffic. L.A. traffic is bad, too.
0: Nine one one. where is the emergency? It's at 20 Beekman Place. 20 Beekman Place. 20 Beekman Place, zip code 10022. What are your cross streets? Uh, 50th and 51st. Are you an apartment or private house? 8-D is in David. David on what floor? 8th. Uh, What's the emergency today, ma'am? Um, my husband is, I think, dead. Okay. Please Number rush. Connect to EMS. Do not hang up, okay? Thank you. Okay. That's 8731. 8731-2548. Eight, eight. Valid location in Manhattan. Caller's on the line. Hello? Okay. Hello, caller. Is the ambulance for you or for somebody else? It's for my husband. Is he awake? What? He's a dead, I think. I will see, ma'am. He's 60. He just turned 70. 70, okay. Is there somebody there with you? Me, no, just him and me. And he's not breathing? What? I don't think so. I can't get a pulse. Okay. Would be one moment. Okay, that's at uh, uh, 20 Beekman Place, apartment 8D, is in David, in the uh, Borough of Manhattan. Correct. Yes. How long will you be? All right, I've already got the call out. All right, they'll be there quickly. You're getting firemen, the police and the EMS. Thank you. And that's near uh, uh, East 50th Street and also near East 51st Street, correct? It's just east of First Avenue. It's Beekman Place is east of First Avenue between 50th and 51st. And your callback is 212 759 That's correct. Can I ask for a question, Arrow? What's that? Can I ask her a question? Yes. Hello, ma'am. You said your husband was shot? Yes. How long ago? Probably 10, 15
1: minutes ago, 10, 10 minutes ago, maybe. 10 minutes ago, he was shot? Maybe 15. By whom? My son, I, who is nuts. But I didn't know he was this nuts. Hmm. Wow. Maybe one moment, please. My son, who is nuts. Wow. <laughs> I am. He was shot by my son, who is nuts. But I didn't know he was this nuts. Wow. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Holy shit. So she
3: knew right away that it, it, was, oh, one, it yeah. was weird that though that she didn't say at first that he was shot. Right. Yeah. I no, thought that she, was weird too. I thought that was really strange. What do you mean? When she first made the call, she's like, My husband's dead, but she didn't say that he was also shot. Right. And so that like made the, them think there was a possibility of saving him. Well, which I there wasn't. I ma- would have volunteered that information. I mean, yeah, So I, if I came in and, and walked in the door and saw someone shot dead i would say i think this person's been sh- this person's been shot i think they're dead i probably would word it the same way
2: also she she seemed like very composed like i don't think i'd be able to be that composed
1: yeah but i so i thought a lot about this he just turned 70 Or was about to turn 70 she's older as well you know what i'm saying we, we're sitting here 30 years old She's Speak for yourself I'm we not 30 yet <laughs> do, not, I mean, that, do not put the T word on me sir Even as I get older I still give less and less Of a fuck about stuff So if someone If my spouse is sitting there dead I'm gonna be like Well She's dead I don't know Y'all come get her I don't know about that I'm just that. saying I mean, I'm not gonna be like but Oh that's, my god but that's to
2: have to experience to see someone in that state. Yeah, but she's older. She's well, it's like, oh,
3: but, he's like dead. You're, but he's not. It's not like he died in his sleep. Right? He was shot. Yeah, it's not. It's not like.
2: He's but it's not like the killer's in, in the
1: room. Like, she knows no, it's but the but at the same
3: time, he still
2: has brain matter splattered all over the place. If it was at close range, you know what I mean? That's not something that you see, like, oh, look. Oh, well, maybe like she walking was down in the shock. street. Oh, look at that baby. Oh, look at the dog crossing the street. Oh, look, my husband's brain is splattered all over the floor. No, it's not going to happen
3: like that.
1: Yeah. Maybe she was also, in shock. I'm offended
3: that, that you say that's your reaction.
1: Yeah. I'm saying as you get older, you stop giving... Shit's you, you, about You stop things. giving a no, shit I'm, about me. Okay, no, I'm fine. saying, fine. once you get older, you're like, ah, fuck. Well, we had a long run and it was good. Open but mouth, she's dead. insert foot. <laughs> I'm just saying, she's 70 years old, man. Like, she. 70 is not that old. They've My dad's been probably married for what, 50 fucking years? It's like, well, he's dead. I'll remember that and I'm, remind I'm just you of that. Saying. I don't mean to <laughs> be a dick about it. I'm just saying, like, old people are like that they They just don't care about stuff like that
2: i mean i I, think I don't I would really care. care about
1: stuff like that. I mean, I, that's because I've seen it so many times i I'm just saying, all right, um, mm-hmm. insert foot into butthole, I get it. <laughs>
2: That's, no, that's what Nicole's going to do to you. <laughs> <laughs> you open your mouth
3: and answer your foot I'm going to remind you that when you're fucking 70 and say, well, I guess you don't fucking care anymore.
1: I'm just saying. No, yeah, that's fine. That's how old people are. My grandparents are like that. John, out. This, is oh, yeah. <laughs> this is how you get to sleep
3: on the
2: couch. This is how you get to sleep on the couch tonight.
1: What, all right, guys, my fans, listen. I did not my mean that fans. to turn out. I did not <laughs> mean but that to come blah, blah, let's I've be honest. you are probably
2: not going to hear this. You're going <laughs> to cut it because you're going to listen to it when you're sober and be like, oh, shit. You're and like, it's not going to even damn. show up in the episode. Yeah.
1: It's going to show up in the bloops. Yeah. According to a press release from June 28, 2009 from the Manhattan District Attorney, Thomas Gilbert Jr. Now, for this episode, I'm going to just call him Junior, but I might call him Tommy. Most likely I'll just call him Junior. Maybe I'll call him, Well, no, I'll call him Junior. Junior... Purchased the 40 caliber Glock handgun, which is a really nice gun, by the way. Glocks make really nice handguns. And, For those of you in the market. All right, so he purchased the 40 caliber Glock and firearm enhancements from an individual in Clarksburg, Ohio in June 2014. What now,
2: is a firearm enhancement? I'm
1: sorry. That's a great question, Jen. Firearm enhancements is anything that will enhance the gun (laughs) so basically thanks for that (laughs) wow (laughs) who made the gun better so basically what he bought is a speed loader which is a unique device which lets you load a shit ton of rounds really quick into a magazine so you can reload really quick and then he also bought a red light hooker he bought a red dot sight uh, for the gun, it basically shoots out a dot that's accurate, mm. that's um, calibrated. We should the get gun. one of
2: those for our fly killing gun.
1: But the thing about the red dot gun, you don't really need it when you have the gun barrel pointed right at your daddy's head. Yeah, but we <laughs> do need it when we're killing flies. Well, I know that, but like, I mean, he had this thing pressed right against his dad's head, like right there, how my mouth is to the microphone, it was that close. Mm. I'm talking about 40 caliber. I, I know I keep saying this. You guys don't really know guns. That's a big gun. That's a big bullet. Kay. like this? No, not like that, Jen. Like this? Uh, yeah. This? No, Jim. You just went back up. This? Anyway, that bullet goes through his head. I mean, at close range, like on, like on the temple, the skin, the barrels on the skin. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of velocity that bullet's having. Okay, yeah, like you said, Nicole, there is no reason for her doing chest compressions. This guy has because been dead.
3: She didn't say he was shot to within, begin with.
1: Within milliseconds of the bullet leaving the barrel, of the uh, firearm, he's dead. Okay. End of story. Okay, guys, what do you think? What do you think this killer looks like? You think he's evil?
2: I think no, he, he looks, probably looks like, like a preppy pra- boy.
1: This is his mugshot.
2: Like Chuck Bass.
1: Don't fall in love. <laughs>
3: Ew. <laughs> look oh,
2: that's his mugshot. He looks he's like he has
1: pink eye. <laughs> he's doing the fish face for his mugshot. Mm-hmm. That's no, his mugshot. Duck
3: face. Duck, duck face. face.
1: <laughs>
3: fish face. What the fuck is As that? You? Oh, whatever. You know, it's, like the It's more like he's like smoldering. lightly blowing. He's like, like
1: s like he's like uh squinting his eyes to look all like he's kinda like stoned.
2: No, it's like he's <laughs> smoldering to be like, okay, yeah, this is blue steel, blue steel, <laughs> yes,
1: Zoolander. The whole time I was researching this case, I was like, I've got to insert some Zoolander. In it's here. like
2: it's like in um in like in Mean Girls when he's like, doesn't his hair look sexy pushed back? Tell him his hair looks sexy pushed back.
1: Guys, go to talkmer.com. dot com. You got to see this guy. This is Thomas Gilbert Junior. And by like the way, I used to when well, I grew up in Gilbert, which has nothing to do with this guy's name. No, it doesn't. But this guy, <laughs> this guy, is, this is his mug shot. <laughs>
3: that's actually really, okay. it is really funny that that's his mug shot. That and,
2: could be like a Tinder profile picture, it, honestly. It could like, be
3: like, it could be like the shot that they use on um, America's Next Top Model, like his, a head shot. they really do like is change guy? out the background, Photoshop the redness out of his eyes. No, I think that works. That works for the look, Jen. That works for the look. No,
2: no. His are eyes are puffy. That just sounded like I was talking German. I don't know where
1: that Guys, came from. this yeah. story is so crazy. If you look at the, when he's in courts, every day in courts, you know how, like, prisoners wear the orange jumpsuits? Right. Even his orange jumpsuit looks like it's from Gucci or Oh, Machado. my God. It's, like, perfectly creased. I'm like, what the Excuse fuck? me, can I get an iron for myself, please? <laughs> This guy is a fucking nut job. Okay, here's a full disclaimer about this episode. I decided to pull the majority of my research from a single source, and that was Vanity Fair. (laughs) No. (laughs) So we're going to be reading a lot. Because they're covering
3: this case because he's pretty.
1: They are covering this case to the T, man. What do I
3: have to do to
2: get covered by Vanity Fair?
3: Look like that. This case reminds me. not
1: possible. You take Dylan Millard. Okay. You remember yep. Dylan Millard? Sure do. His uh his <laughs> dad was the pilot uh yeah. right. that airport. Yeah,
3: uh, the e- eliminator e- eliminator. <laughs> yes. You take
1: Dylan Millard, okay, and then you take Andrew Cunanan, and the Versace killer. Oh my god. <laughs> and you put them together, then you have this asshole No. Right here. Yes. Yeah, it's oh, this story just. I already think about can't that. stand this guy. All right, here's the next slide. I love this PowerPoint, by the way. Nicole, can you read this? Headline for us.
3: He threw the ultimate tantrum. Son found guilty of killing wealthy dad after $200 <laughs> allowance. cut. Oh,
1: <laughs> my god! He got his allowance cut by $200. Now, this uh, is a 30-year-old guy, okay? His dad, 70 years old, said, listen, son, I'm cutting your allowance by $200. Instead of $1,000 a week... Now, keep in mind, he's also paying $4,200 for his apartment.
2: Oh, his $3,000, he said he'd get $3,000 yeah. monthly.
1: So he cuts his allowance by $200, which is fucked. Because, I mean, you you already, you get used to this lifestyle of spending a certain amount of money, and then your dad's just going to cut it? How rude. Are you fucking shitting me?
2: Oh, my gosh. What are you going to have to do?
1: Get a job? Jeez. Prosecutors say that Gilbert Jr., who graduated from Princeton University, which we're going to go into I'm sure lot. that was
3: paid for. Oh, does that have to do with the recent scandal that's come out about wealthy
1: parents? Yeah, paying I mean, like, no. if you graduate from
3: Princeton, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you'll be able to get a
2: job somewhere, right?
1: Um, not Pish posh. Th- no, this guy couldn't get a job because I'll get into that. Now, he graduated from Princeton University but lived off his parents' wealth killed his father because he was angry at the hedge fund manager for slashing his $3000 monthly allowance by $200 according to the New York Post.
2: You know what I would do to get $3000 a yeah, month? Yeah, no shit.
1: <laughs> this is why I love these episodes. What the fuck is your problem? You know, you you got the world handed to you. I will say $3000 in Manhattan is
3: not a lot, but Okay, all right. He all right. could have a job. Yeah, but Yes. but $3000 a
1: month Dude, yeah, that's that's like that your dad is giving to you for free. I would come down to Charleston and fucking just save all that money.
2: I don't even remember the last time I had $3000 to my name.
1: Please support our podcast <laughs> by either buying a puffy mattress or going to talkmur.com/join.
2: <laughs> Considering I have negative
1: $45 in the
3: account right now, I think we you know. Yeah. We could really use your support.
2: All
1: right, Jen or Nicole, you read that uh, box for me.
3: The defendant rejected hard work instead, preferring an easy life handed to him on a silver platter. Assistant D.A. Greg Ortner had said a pampered Princeton grad Thomas Gilbert Jr. in closing statements at Gilbert's patricide trial. Ortner described the 34-year-old's life of leisure as an endless vacation. He surfed, played, played golf, and hung out at country clubs and traveled the world all on his parents' dime, the prosecutor told Manhattan Supreme Court jurors.
1: This was posted by Oxygen July 1st, 2009. This defendant—no, quote, this is what the prosecutor said— Quote, this defendant didn't want to grow up and be an adult, and when his father tried to push him in that direction and cut his allowance, what the fuck, Dad? He threw the ultimate tantrum. That's what it
2: sounds like.
1: Guys, <clears throat> I don't think you guys understand the gravity of the situation. This guy, 30-year-old guy. 34. 34. Well, now he's 34. No, but it says right there. I know, but at the time, he was 30. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was 2015. This 30-year-old Princeton graduate walks into his dad's apartment and blows his head off because his dad cut his allowance. Which is
3: also done <laughs> because
1: $200. his dad is- I make $200 is, you, a week.
3: <laughs> like, I get $200 a week.
2: That's get, that's my you income. You not
1: understand how fucking ridiculous well, this is. Well, I was just
3: going to say, like, uh, the dad is the one providing all that money. So now he literally is fucked. Biting the hand and, that feeds uh, him. Yeah, but except he
2: probably had some sort of life insurance policy and he was probably in the will.
1: It's not only $3,000 a month he's paying his son to do nothing but surf, play squash, which I didn't even fucking look up because that was going to make me mad to look up what squash was. You know what I want to play? <laughs> Water polo. And $3,000 a month for this dude to live in the Hamptons and surf, okay, after he graduated from fucking Princeton— and he's paying for his apartment, which was $2,400 a month, a month, which was a modest, a quote, modest apartment. This is Vanity Fair, so of course it's modest apartment on West 18th Street in Chelsea. This is a New York Times article dated June 18th, 2019. This is from his former girlfriend, Brianna Reznor, which if you know that name, then you're a big sh- celebrity chef fan she appeared on those she appeared on hell's kitchen Hmm. for a little bit this is what she said if you want to read that
3: brianna resner a 40 year old north carolina chef who dated mr gilbert in the summer of 2014 testified in the state supreme court in manhattan that mr gilbert became very angry when he learned his father thomas gilbert senior was planning to withhold most of his allowance he was concerned about getting Cut off financially, Ms. Resner said. He was scared. He was upset. <laughs>
1: he was scared. <laughs> uh, you guys want another drink? Yes. I mean, we ain't got shit to do tomorrow. I'm not trying to be insensitive. It's very sad, but guys like this, dude, you got every fucking thing handed to you. Come on, man. It's like Dylan Millard. Why do you want to go start gangster rap videos and fucking sell dope? Your dad gives you all this money. Why don't you take that money and start your own fucking business? Do a fucking podcast. Do something. All right, so this is from the Vanity Fair, March 26, 2015. Did the Princeton Preppy murder his hedge fund dad?
3: On paper, Tommy Gilbert team sprung from the daydreams of F. Scott Fitzgerald. He grew up in what his father called a small mansion in Tuxedo Park, New York, and then at various Tony Manhattan addresses a Park Avenue apartment, a townhouse on East 61st Street. He was the son of an investment banker and the former debutante and was raised in an environment of extreme privilege. Oh, my gosh, guys, guess what? In January, it turns 2020.
2: Yeah. Can we have a Gatsby New Year's Eve party?
1: I've never read that book. What? I've never
3: read it. It's a great book.
1: Let me talk a little bit about the background of Thomas Gilbert Jr., He obviously grew up with a silver spoon shoved in his mouth hole. Okay, you guys got that. Right. He actually went to the Buckley School. This is their mission statement at the Buckley School for Boys, which is an elite school in Manhattan's Upper East Side. The goals of Buckley education are that every boy learn fundamental skills. Gain self confidence <laughs> through disciplined thought and action. <gasps> but Develop they don't. personal integrity and respect for others. And discover the joy of learning and the satisfaction of pursuing excellence.
2: See, that's good how you read that, but I would have read it more like this. (coughs) The goals of a Buckley education (laughs) are that every boy learn fundamental skills, (laughs) gain self-confidence through disciplined thought and action, develop personal integrity and respect for others, and discover the joy of learning and the satisfaction of pursuing excellence.
1: Thank you. So, in my notes... Since I'm already buzzed, I'll just read all my notes. Uh in my notes I put the Buckley School for Boys, their motto, where America's future psychopaths and narcissists <laughs> are, are educated. <laughs> It's such a fucking prep school. You should go to their website, man. It's just like all these little kids in suits, and they're like, I'm sure it's all... oh my god, it's so cute. I'm pretty sure kids. like if I saw them walking down the, the
2: like, it's kind of like Madeline, like two girls in a like two two rows of twelve or something with Madeline holding hands, yeah, like walking down the street. I feel like I'm I like how oh so cute are oh these boys in suits?
1: You all right? I could sit in my class in my high school. And smell the cow shit 200 yards away <laughs> in the next pasture. Okay, fuck this guy in his Buckley education, learning integrity. Okay, he was on the student council at Buckley's School for Psychopaths in 2000. That's his picture right there. Go to com. I'm putting all these things there. Now, he was. Were quote, you guys in
3: student council? I wonder. No, I was not.
1: <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs>
3: I wasn't in high school
2: But I, oh. I was
3: was No I was in middle school I wasn't there
2: either that I, wouldn't, I didn't get enough votes <laughs> You know what superlative <laughs> I won in 8th
3: grade? What? Most school spirit You know what I won in 8th grade? No Geography be winner? No I was in 6th grade when I came in 3rd place Most likely to be a millionaire Oh wow For my senior
2: superlative I won most likely to host the Oscars
1: all right, so according to uh, some of his former classmates, he was quote verbose, which I actually had to look that fucking word up. Really? Yeah,
3: verbose.
1: Verbose. Yeah, verbose. verbose. Oh, like y'all use that all the time.
3: Verbose. Sometimes. When's the last yeah, time wordy. you use that word? They talk a lot. Like three weeks they use ago? a lot of words and sentences that don't need to be there, like me. I'm verbose. No, 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 I don't think you're verbose. Oh, well, so now
1: y'all just using it nonchalantly like I, y'all knew it all the time.
3: I did. Also, how, can we just pause in this picture? How badly would you want to know what each one of those, <laughs> where they all are today? So you got one They're probably all murderer. fucking psychopaths. One is probably like.
1: <laughs> if we got any people from Buckley out there. Call in because I want to know if you're a psychopath.
3: One,
2: I mean, there's jail nothing wrong with that. American fraud. Psycho is like
1: my favorite movie, dude. I
2: still haven't seen it.
1: That's a great movie. We have
2: to get a DVD player for the bus. All
1: right. Anyway, so he was verbose, which I already knew what that was. Verbose. And ver- verbose. Not verbose. He was verbose. verbose and cocky. Now he was the starting running back and captain of the football team, oh. and he was known by his classmates as the Golden Boy.
3: Ugh, gross. Vomit.
1: This article, this headline from this article reads, He graduated from Princeton, but barely worked. Then he killed his dad over his allowance. This is from the New York Times. So he goes from Buckley, the school for future psychopaths, to Princeton.
3: There's a lot of white people in that picture. He. (laughs) What? there is <laughs> there's, what the fuck does that there's mean five, white, 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 six, white, white,
1: there's five six seven six white, white. there's six out of six <laughs> they just didn't do a wide angle camera view of that
3: there'd be probably one token black
1: person where
2: does Princeton rank in the Ivy League schools obviously Harvard's first who um, gives a shit Yale, Harvard, <laughs> Yale Princeton third
1: I'm sorry, mm. I'm just jealous
2: Harvard I now. wish
1: I could get into those schools.
2: Princeton,
3: Dartmouth, Brown, Cornell, Cornell. I think they rank each other based on their rejection rates. Oh, yeah, really? Harvard, I, I think, think Harvard I think has think the most really rejection how rate. They, yeah, I think that's how they. Rank I think
1: themselves. Harvard has like a twelve percent ab- acceptant rate. Because when I was applying there uh, for their top janitorial position, mm-hmm.
3: uh, are you <laughs> like in like Goodwill good, Hunting? <laughs>
1: I'm fucking drunk. How do
3: you like them apples? <laughs> that was yeah. fucking great.
1: This episode, please don't not listen to us anymore because I'm fucking hammered. Hmm. All right, so he majored and graduated with an economics degree from Princeton. His senior thesis was, quote,
3: Economics?
2: Yeah, That's economics. That's hard shit, Which is man. what I
1: love, man.
3: That's
2: hard. I love
1: some economics.
2: He probably had his dad help him with it since he was a financier.
1: Yeah. Well, his dad actually, and we'll get into this his dad was not as successful as he wanted people to think. So his senior thesis was entitled "The Word Effect: Effects of Word Content in the Financial Times on Firms' Earnings in the UK." I just literally fell asleep when I was reading that. Now it took him six. <laughs> it took him six years to graduate, and I was thinking you were. Remember Tommy Boy or whatever? He was like, a lot of people go to college for seven years. Yeah, they're called doctors. So, yeah, it took (laughs) him six years to graduate. But it may be because of this. On May 8, 2007, four weeks before he was originally slated to get his diploma, he was arrested by the Princeton Borough Police and charged with possession of cocaine, cocaine and psychedelic mushrooms. Oh. And third degree aggravated assault for attacking an emergency first aid worker. He basically got arrested and then he headbutted with his head, his millionaire head, headbutted a female nurse.
3: What? Well, this guy's an asshole.
1: Oh, yeah, he's a piece of shit. He's yeah,
3: can we move
2: on to a picture that doesn't make him look as attractive? Well, I got a couple more uh, bullet points. Right, right. He looks Let
3: me a little cross-eyed. Let me
2: just put my hand in front of here so I can't see his face then.
3: Look, his eyes, his um, one eye is, is lazy. He's got uh, a
1: lazy eye. I'm throwing out a challenge. Whoever wins this challenge gets to sign us off tonight. There is a celebrity, a well-known celebrity, that is making a movie based on this character. This guy, Thomas Gilbert Jr., is known as the Ivy League killer. Who is that celebrity? Ryan Gosling.
3: Wait, the par- he, is he playing him? There or is a celebrity
1: a playing this character, this actual character. This No, this actual man that has killed his father. A celebrity that is m- making a movie, producing it, And playing him. Channing Tatum. Y'all each have three guesses. Three guesses. But y'all can do them anytime tonight. But the first one that gets it right wins. Three guesses from now? Wins pancakes tonight from IHOP.
2: I don't have money. I can't go to IHOP. Well, then fucking win the bet, Jen.
1: Win the fucking bet. Use your head. Use your brain matter. Use your frontal lobes, Jen. Liam Hensworth. From The New York Times posted on June 18, 2009, he graduated That's a from good
3: guess.
1: He graduated from Princeton with an economics degree. But he never got a job. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to tell you basically Thomas Gilbert Jr. in a nutshell.: Chris Hemsworth.: No. He I goes was a good guess. He goes to Buckley School for Psychopaths. He then goes to Princeton. He graduates with an economics degree. And then he leaves Princeton and for five years, he does nothing but live off his dad's allowance money and surf in the Hamptons. Chris Evans.
3: (gasps) (laughs) He's kind of too old. Okay. college kid. He
1: actually walked into a surf shop in the Hamptons and asked them if they needed a surf instructor. This is a fucking Princeton graduate. Imagine um, Nicole, you have a nice job. You you make pretty good money. You got a pretty good job. That's all right. What if someone from Princeton came there? You'd be like, you you're overqualified for here. You're from fucking Princeton. I'd be like, all right,
3: learn from me. I'm kidding.
1: Well, I'm saying, all right,
3: if you said the same thing to
2: me, that'd make more sense. All right, Jen,
1: you work at BJ's. I love BJ's. I mean, Costco. The prices are better there, but no, they're not. Tomatoes, tomatoes. Listen. If someone walked in with a Princeton economics degree and says, I don't know if you're willing to give me a job, but I'm just, you know, want to apply. What would you say? Be like, wow, I kind of want to just. I would hire them. Kiss your feet.
3: Well, I would say like we don't I think you're overqualified for the positions that we have open. But if that's something that you want.
1: But he walks into a surf shop, a surf shop. That's what I'm saying. Into mean, a shitty ass surf shop and ask them if they can. can work Can he surf? A fucking Princeton graduate. Can he surf? Are you does he meet high? the qualifications no. of the job? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, it does. Are you fucking shit me? Why don't you go work on fucking Wall Street or some shit? I work know. Merrill but he Lynch or worked, fucking if he's going to work JP at a surf shop, shop.
3: Qualified. We will take them.
2: Saying, you walk
3: into, Does he know his his surfboard brands? Does he know how to surf? Because otherwise, he's going to be a you're shitty. You're going to pay this asshole
1: him. ten bucks an hour surfboard that, I mean his, is
3: the only light, the th- only this is way a problem for me here's now. a problem
1: his daddy paid for everything his education if you go and you graduate from fucking Princeton you have this big ass loan you gotta pay back to that college the last thing you're gonna think of is getting a fucking job at a surfing shop teaching little asshole kids how to surf for $10 an hour
0: Maddie's believes nature is beautiful majestic serene but human nature is inventive intrepid reckless Nature says, look how many colors I can fit in a sunset. Human nature says, look how many hot wings I can fit in my mouth. But human nature needs nature. That's why there's Maddie's All Natural Acid and Indigestion Relief, a drug-free remedy for human nature, available at Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, and Amazon. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
1: Sir, boy. You're going to go sir, to J.P. Boy, Morgan Chase and try to wood. freaking... Grand, grand on that wood. I'm just saying, man. Instead of becoming a successful financier like his daddy, he instead graduated from Princeton, spent years surfing in the Hamptons, and lived off his one thousand dollar weekly allowance that his pops paid for, including his luxury apartment.
2: Dylan or Cole Sprouse.
1: You all have unlimited guesses because you ain't gonna guess it. So instead of saying he lives off his daddy's allowance, which he did, he told his friends that he was a day trader, which reminds me of um,
2: day tripper.
1: Remember Timothy Sykes.
2: Yeah. Uh, One day ticket, yeah. We're not talking about the he Beatles. Works. Jen.
1: <laughs> Jen, millionaire hedge fund operators not list to the Beatles, okay? Yeah, he probably did. Now, he told his friends he was a day trader and that he actually came up with a unique algorithm <laughs> that will <laughs> pick stocks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that means. Uh, he he actually he actually registered his own hedge fund with the SEC. Okay, Tried. it was called <laughs> It's called. She on the that stands. It's called his hedge fund. So basically, you know what hedge fund is? Jen? No, I don't know what the yes. fuck that all is. Right, so basically, a hedge fund is you take all these
3: rich it, people's money, rich people's Bishes money, and you invest Shivery. them. <laughs> a
1: shrubbery, <laughs> a shrubbery fund. You take all these people's money and you basically invest it in stocks for them, and then they get a part of the returns. Right? So, like, so in order to manage a hedge fund, you're supposed to be really good at picking stocks. But so what does really that have to do large. with bushes? Because he started his own hedge fund. Hedge fund. Hedge.
2: Yeah, but why do they call it that? What's another definition of hedge?
1: You had your bet, a shrubbery, a shrubbery shrubbery fund.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, drunk Jen here. (laughs) Oh
1: no. Hey guys, uh, join the talk murder to me shrubbery fund. If you send me money, I will take it all and buy Bitcoin and weed stocks for you. (laughs) Weed
2: stocks? Tell me more about that.
1: All right. So anyway, he came up with his hedge fund and called it uh, Mommy Luke. Mommy Ma- oh, Luke. M-A- Mame- Can you
2: spell that, please?
1: M-A-M-E-L-U-K-E. Mommy Mame Luke. Capital. Mame Luke? Mame Luke. Capital. And he registered the name... Almost like, Mommy, look, I'm doing something with my life. <laughs> he re- <laughs> he registered the name of the SEC, SEC the Securities and Exchange Commission... Uh, which go to talkmurder.com if you want to see that the SEC form for some fucking weird reason if you're into that shit. He registered on May thirtieth, two thousand fifteen. He failed his charter financial analy- analyst exam. An- analyst <laughs> analyst exam level two. Now, basically, I try to look this shit up. It's a little over my head. There's three exams to take. Now, you don't have to actually pass them to be to own your own hedge fund. But it shows that you're smart at picking stocks, I guess, and knowing the in and outs of the financial world. So
3: you could do well, it. But he has no experience.
1: He actually failed it. And he has no experience. And his daddy's a hedge fund manager. But anyway, he's, he told all his friends he got his own But algorithm. instead of
2: like going under his father's hedge fund company, he started his own.
3: Right. Well, right. well his he dad tried. didn't have a hedge fund. His Right? His dad huh? was just a financial. I'm
1: sorry. Well, his dad... Uh, started a hedge fund okay. his dad's hedge fund was sinking as well not sinking but the hedge fund that he owned after years of operating only had 1.9 million dollars of assets which for a hedge fund is pittles yeah and dumps pittles and sticks
2: i've never heard either S- of those phrases sticks before. sticks and twigs which is nothing
1: Squat. Now, Gilbert Sr.'s money was also dwindling. They still lived on the east side, which is apparently big. Maybe Karina, our talk of Supreme or Karina, can chime in on this. Upper east side Manhattan was still the Richie Richie, but he lived on the lower end Richie Richie.
2: I do have to say when I was thinking about the cocktail for this drink when you gave us a clue of allowance, I I looked up Richie Rich cocktails. Oh, I love
1: Richie Rich. That's a great movie. Yeah, Yeah. when I was a kid,
3: I loved that do you remember the movie blank check
1: yes no blank check is a great movie I loved that that's a great movie. movie who's in
3: that i don't know, uh, I don't With know some name, but some little kid and he gets a check and he writes it for a million dollars this, this and goes, guy this old scrooge
1: out. guy in the limousine hits him on his bike and he's like i ain't got time for this just take this check and he writes it out for a million dollars and he buys like this cool ass water tassel. slide and shit it's badass well, he this buys his like, whole house yeah it's sick it's cool
3: and he goes, rides
1: around yeah. in a
3: limousine
2: eating big tubs of ice cream. Oh my yeah. gosh, just uh, like Big Fat Liar. That was a cool one also. Yes. But you know what freaked me out? Smart House.
1: I never not that Oh yeah, that was a
2: good one. That was a Disney Channel original. And it was creepy. I like, you know, but my, I liked model behavior with Justin Timberlake. That was good. <gasps> you know, my favorite that movie.
1: show growing up was um DuckTales. And my favorite, duck- character, duck Tales, my favorite character was the Scrooge duck that was always yeah. jumping in the coins. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe that um, like uncle, says something uncle. about my
1: personality.
3: My um, cousin's named the dog his dog after one of the car- characters. Um, Some of my favorite what? shows as a child: Not Laptop, yes, um, in Gullah, Gullah Island. Gullah oh, Gullah Island. Oh, that was filmed in South Carolina. It's filmed, It's it's based off the, the Gullah
2: Geechee culture, which yeah. I learned recently. Exactly. In the Charleston area. Gullah Gullah Island. Island. Bingya, bingya.
1: So his daddy's money was also dr- dwindling. They were still living in the Upper East Side, which is the nicey area. But he was on the low-income mm. Upper Nice side. They actually had to move from a townhouse on 61st Street... In Upper East Side Manhattan to a one bedroom apartment on Beekman Place <laughs> that they rented for <laughs> six <laughs> <laughs> Idea what this area
2: looks like, so <laughs> you're, you're shitting that, on it. it doesn't really do anything <laughs> for me. I'm sorry that they rented for they're s- still living in Manhattan, and I uh, am like
1: making $200 like $12, a week. They, a month. That they rented this measly apartment that they rented for a mere $6,000 per month. <laughs> what the fucking shit? oh no, $6,000 a month! All right, so now Gilbert. Junior's life starts to crash down. He's 30 years old. He graduated from Princeton five years ago. He's living off his daddy's dime. His daddy's not making much anymore. His dad decides to cut his allowance, which is fucking bullshit. Cut
2: it out. Like Joey from Full House. Cut it out.
1: I think it's bullshit. You don't How come rude. in there and and promise someone you're gonna give them a thousand dollars a week. Oh, here's a thousand dollars a week. Oh, wait, out of fucking nowhere, I'm just gonna give you eight hundred. You know what? Oh my god, that bull fucking shit, bullshit. I call. All right. Gilbert's life started to crash down, y'all. He was. We're
2: going down, down in an earlier
1: brown. He was actually banned from the Maidstone, which and is. And
2: Sugar we're going down swinging.
1: Which is this nice country club because he threatened a tennis pro. Now, the, a country club, they, a country club that hires its own tennis pro. Okay. You guys understand this story is not for us.
2: <laughs> no, we're not wealthy enough. Do you see? understand? You <laughs> see? You see, we're not wealthy enough to understand the, the, the stress that he was going under. Are you going with Sean Connery there? Um I no, more so of that other guy.
1: So he he threatened this tennis pro. He says, I'ma fucking kill you, motherfucker. I can do the backhand right, motherfucker, you about to piss me off. That's what he said. Now, this kind of starts to Remind me of Andrew Cunanan, the Versace killer, this because how his friends me. his friends started leaving him as well. Now his girlfriend, Brianna Swanson, which was
3: <laughs> I'm sorry, Nicole, I couldn't, I couldn't it. I'm so
1: sorry. Be in
3: my fucking head for the next two fucking weeks. <laughs>
1: Fuck. <laughs> His girlfriend, Brianna Swanson, the chef who once appeared on Hell's Kitchen, moved into his Chelsea apartment, but soon saw the unraveling of the hedge fund kid. Shubbery. And soon got scared as shit. She actually fled fucking town. She's like fuck this shit, I'm getting a bus and I'm moving the fuck away because she saw how crazy this asshole is. I can't believe my dad wants to cut my allowance by $200. Fuck that. You know what? Fuck this, okay? You don't come in and take someone's fucking $200. That's $200, Jen. If I give you $1,000 a week and then I'm like, sorry, it's got to be $800. What are you going to do, Jen? You going to say fuck this shit. I'm putting my foot down.
2: Thank you, sir. May I have another?
1: <laughs> All right. So, do you guys recognize this girl?
3: Yes.
2: No.
1: What's her name?
3: Denise Richards.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Nope. That is completely way <gasps> Definitely off. Definitely not. Please guess again.
3: I don't think she's anybody.
1: Her her last name is Rothschild. So, a name like that, you own the universe. <laughs> that is a financier name. Do you guys know economics? No? Hardly.
2: Okay,
1: okay. Rothschild I is a very I can't even budget name. to
2: keep myself surviving for, you know, how long. I can't. I don't know Rothschild from now. All right.
1: The headline on this, this is from the New York Post, posted June, tw- June 12, 2009. Thomas Gilbert Jr.'s ex says he's, quote, off, but extremely good looking. The cougar ex-girlfriend of Thomas Gilbert.
2: like, He's off, but, like, he's extremely good. It's, like, weighing out the options. Like,
1: mm, yeah,
2: do I take someone that's, like, extremely good-looking? Or, I mean, he is a little off, but, I mean, look at him, right? Am I right?
1: Actually, Nicole, can you read this while I play the sound effects in the background? <laughs>
2: <laughs> the cougar ex-girlfriend of Thomas Gilbert Jr. told jurors Wednesday that his Manhattan murder trial, that she knew something was wrong with him. Defense lawyer Arnold Levine asked Rothschild, a 53-year-old CEO of a PR firm, why she kept dating him. Because he was not, ex- because he was extremely good-looking, she replied.
1: I think this cougar is constipated. <laughs>
2: Gilbert, 34, was not present after refusing to attend much of his trial. Can people do that?
1: Okay, guys, I'm sorry she about wasn't that.
2: Subpoena, yeah. <laughs> no, that, he he didn't a- attend much of his own trial. Yes,
1: I'll get in that. That that sound effect. I'm sorry, that did not turn out the way I thought it was. That is from Animal Sounds of the World, and you can buy that right now at your local disc store. That's from the producer CD Baby. That How was much Cougar money Sounds. did you spend on that? <laughs> Because I'm really because, disappointed in you. Because the first line of this article is, the cougar ex-girlfriend, so I thought that would be appropriate. Can you read this because I'm too drunk?
2: <laughs> he yelled, objection! <laughs> repeatedly, as his mother took the witness stand to describe his slow mental well, You gotta unra- read the
1: title first, Jen.
2: <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. The Ivy League son, accused of killing his father, unravels in court. He yelled, objection!
1: Objection! Objection!
2: of repeatedly at his mother as his mother took the witness stand to describe his slow mental unraveling in the years before prosecutors say he killed his father. Mr. Gilbert's lawyer, Arnold Levine, argues that his client was too impaired by mental illnesses to understand his actions, and the trial unfolding in the state Supreme Court in Manhattan has centered on Mr. Gilbert's sanity. As Mr. Gilbert continued to shout objections and spout incomprehensible legalese on Wednesday, Mr. Levine asked the judge to stop the trial in order a new mental health evaluation. His objections have no basis in law, Mr. Lee Bean said. He is affirmatively undermining and sabotaging my ability to defend him. In New York, defendants must prove not just that they have a mental illness, but that the illness prevented them from understanding the consequences of their actions or what they did was wrong.
1: Alright, let me break it down for you. I'm going to recap. You got this guy, 30 years old at the time he killed his pop, right? His dad was a successful hedge fund operator, millionaire status, Upper East Side, Manhattan. Son had everything given to him in the world. Literally a silver spoon shoved up his rectum and he went to Princeton. He went to Buckley. He went to all these things that I can't even, that would never be in any generation down the road of my family to even have the opportunity to do. He went to all these things. He got all this education. He goes into his father's apartment. He tells his mother to go get him a sandwich and a Coca-Cola. He shoots his dad in the face with a forty caliber Glock. He tries to pretend it's a suicide. He then runs back to his apartment that his daddy has been paying for. He gets arrested. Now he's in court. Okay, he's wearing jumpsuits from freaking Gucci. And as his lawyer is trying to say, this guy's fucking insane. He's like, objection, objection. And the judge is like, shut the fuck up. You're not even supposed to be talking. That's why you got a lawyer. They actually had a close... They actually had to take a big recess, send Thomas Gilbert Jr. out of the courtroom because he kept saying, objection, sustained. I want to testify. All these words that he didn't even understand. He kept just you know, screaming and just the courtroom. watched like two
2: episodes of SVU before he went into the courtroom and was like, "This is what I'm going to do." Wait,
1: I mean, he wasn't even supposed to say anything. Anyway, he gets let out of the courtroom, which I think it was all just a big ruse because now his defense lawyer's like, "Well, obviously, my client is fucking nuts." I think I'm going to plead insanity for the guy. This guy's fucking insane. Now they're pleading an insanity. Oh, there's no one in their right mind that would go shoot their dad in the head with a 40 Glock and after getting all this money. You guys like this or not? hmm This is what pisses me off. These guys got everything they want. I mean, holy shit. This dude went to fucking Princeton. Are you shitting me? Jim, what if you went to fucking Princeton? You'd probably be fucking running the world.
2: Well, I mean, I can't really complain. I went to a baby Ivy, so.
1: I went to University of fucking Phoenix, which I'm saying, okay? I mean little Wayne went to University of Phoenix. I want to put Did that he really? One. Little Wayne went to University of Phoenix. I just want to talk to you more about school because I love the fact that that your mom was instrumental in saying, listen, mm-hmm. if you're gonna do this, you have to keep up your grades. You gotta keep yourself yeah. on the path. And you've just started going taking college classes. Somebody yeah, told me that? Yeah. Tell I me st- a little bit about that. I started taking um thank you. Thank you. I um, I started taking psychology classes at the University of Houston. Mm-hmm. And I was actually going there physically. Right. But that that kind of got, you know, control. a conflict to do. Yeah. 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 So I, know. I, I um switched to the University of Phoenix online. Online. Yeah, and a lot I have of a people wonderful do that. Tutor and she helps me, so, oh, I didn't and know I'm that. And I'm fucking proud of that.
2: And we're proud of you, John, because you accomplished something that not everyone can accomplish. You have a bachelor's degree. Okay?
1: The defendant was fully aware of what he was doing says Craig Ortner, an assistant district attorney during opening statements, quote, the evidence will show without a reasonable doubt that the defendant killed his father in cold blood. His mother, Shelly, the one that the 911 call. Yeah, right. She gets in the bullpen
3: stand. The stand. Yeah. Bull stand. stand. Nope, nope, there's
1: the, the stand. Stand. She gets in the stand. She testifies against her own son. She says... That would suck.
3: But she didn't really I mean, seem saw like I call. Yeah.
1: I, kn- I knew that motherfucker was nuts, but I didn't yeah. know he was this she nuts. She did not
3: say motherfucker, to me. Well,
1: clear. I know, but...
3: <laughs> yeah, because that would but imply that implied. he was fucking her. It was implied.
1: <laughs> But, you know, if your mom says, I knew this ass shit was nuts, I didn't know he was this nuts, that means something. Can you imagine your mom saying, I knew you were fucking nuts. Yeah, actually, I could. But not this nuts. Yeah. Yeah, mom, what now? I mean, I could. So she's on the stand in the bullpen and she's... The bullpen. (laughs) She is testifying. Up now. Yeah. Shelly Gilbert. She is testifying. She is, she is testifying against her own son, and she starts mentioning. Shelly Gilbert winds up for the pitch. Now, congregation, listen. She starts mentioning. She's in the stretch. A long time ago, bringing up these distant past memories. She's in the windup. Now she's looking at her son sitting there. Nods into the catcher. And she starts mentioning some camping trips that old Junior would take with his daddy. Strike one! And then he started tearing up. Gilbert Junior started tearing up when he heard about them camping trips. Because he remembered that oh, daddy take me camping trips. I caught a bass one day, sea bass. I caught some brim. You got to catch brim, Jim, by staying by the bank. The catfish, they're bottom feeders now. You want to cast out pretty far to get them <laughs> catfish and then let that that uh, old floater sink a little bit and let the hook sink. I don't think they have catfish in New York. If you want to catch them brim, Jim, you got to get right by the bank, catch them with bass? a bamboo pole. You wanna catch them bass, them ain't bottom feeders, Jen. You go camping like that. He starts crying, Jen. He starts bawling his eyes out. Then he says yeah. <laughs> Objection uh, Objection From the witness stand or from the from the From the fucking seats. seats. From the fucking balcony. He's like objection, your honor, and your honor's like, uh, young man, you can't talk. Objection, sustained. No, you can't. Obj- you can't say sustained. That doesn't make any sense. Objection. They kick him out, Jen. They kick him out of the courtroom. You know what? You can't be here right now because you don't understand the proper roles of how a courtroom Roberts works. Roberts rule. Miss Gilbert said her son and her husband enjoyed. A loving relationship for years. She recalled how Tommy, Tommy, that's Thomas Gilbert Jr. Tommy, Tommy boy, Tommy. Tommy boy. I don't like to call him Tommy because my dad's name is Tommy. So. Oh. Yeah. Tommy boy reminds me of Chris Farley, also black sheep. So Tommy, at 10, gave his father a trophy. Daddy, Daddy, can, Daddy, I know you're busy. Can I, can I, I got this for you. I made this for you. It's a trophy. It says, best dad in the world. He fucking
3: gave that to him the day he died.
1: No, this is when he this was 10. The, oh.
3: We're flashing back here. Camping trip.
1: They, Sorry, they shared a love of sports and squash. Not the food, but actually the sports.
2: I like I squash. If food. you know what
1: squash is, please let us know. Because
2: I refuse to look up what fucking in squash was. Garden, so maybe there'll be <laughs> some when we go there.
1: I refuse to look up what squash was. All right. I know I do a lot of research, but that's one thing I cannot put myself to do. They shared a love of sports, she said, and bonded on his school camping trips in New England. Let's talk a little bit about the trial. Now, the murder trial of Thomas Gilbert Jr. came down to one item, okay? And that was a can of Coke. How? (laughs) Coca-Cola. This is from the New York Post, dated June 28, 2019. The can of Coke... It was really the aha moment, said juror number 11, Stephen David Torres. Now, the juror was referring to the moment when Gilbert showed up unannounced at his parents' Turtle Bay apartments on January 4, 2015, and sent his mom, Shelley, out for a Coke and a sandwich. Now, Shelley, his mother, testified that his son knew full well that she never kept that beverage in the house.
3: Hmm. It was the can of Coke, said Kimmy Lee, 61, who served as juror number five. At first, I believed he wasn't responsible because of his mental illness, but after reading through all the manuscripts, it hit me. That one line about the Coke showed that he was conscious of his actions at the time.
1: So he basically sent his mother out. So that she wouldn't be around when it happened? Yeah, it's like... But son, we have we have Pepsi, Mom. I mean, have you never done the Coke versus Pepsi challenge? I want Coke. Coke is
3: better. I'm
2: I like Coke. that. I yeah. like Coke better. I used to like Pepsi when I was a kid because maybe I mean, it was more sugary. If I did I like the Coke Coke challenge,
1: now. no. If I did the challenge, I probably wouldn't. know. but if I knew, I would drink Coke. I don't know why. If I if, just...
3: <laughs> if Coke products aren't available, I'll drink Dr Pepper.
1: I love Dr Pepper. Dr
3: Pepper is a Pepsi product, exactly. But if it was between so if it was between Coke and Pepsi machines, mm-hmm. and the place that we went to only had Pepsi products, I would have Dr Pepper over Pepsi.
2: I like Dr Pepper. Yep.
1: Dr Pepper is my favorite.
2: Oh, remember Mellow Yellow, Mr. Pibb.
1: Yeah. You remember really shitty and it's gonna make you really mad, RC Cola? Ew. I remember that. So the defense the whole time is claiming, hey, listen, I know he graduated from Princeton. I know he went to Buckley School for Psychopaths. I know he has his own hedge fund and has dated all these, you know, models or whatever. But he's fucking insane. He's crazy. I mean, even his mother said he was nuts. Mm-hmm. On a 911 call, my son, he's nuts. I didn't know he was this nuts, but he's fucking nuts. That's the exact quote. My son, I was nuts, but I didn't know he was this nuts. He's nuts. He's nuts. N-U-T-Z, nuts. Got it. Okay. These nuts. All right. So the question comes down to, was this guy mentally there? All right. Now, this article from New York Times, June 24th, 2019. Did a Princeton graduate know killing his father was wrong? If you want to read this, Nicole.
3: Dr. Michael Sachs, a psychiatrist at Weill Cornell Medicine in Manhattan who treated Mr. Gilbert from 2008 to 2014, testified that his patient's delusions were so relentless he could not escape them even when he slept. He had a dream, a very unpleasant dream, that he was kicking his father and shouted, stop it, stop it, Dr. Sachs said. He felt his father was very sadistic. Dr. Sachs recalled jotting down that Mr. Gilbert thought his father was messing with him when he threatened to part to cut part of his allowance. He eventually diagnosed him with severe compulsive disorder, depressive disorder, paranoia disorder, psychosis, and other mental illnesses, he said. The defense's psychiatrist told the jury that Mr. Gilbert's mental illnesses made it difficult for him to find employment after graduating with an economics degree from Princeton in 2009. Dr. Theodore Shapiro, a Wheel Cornell Medicine psychiatrist, said it took him a handful of sessions to understand the paternal obsession was consuming Mr. Gilbert. Taking or being near his father caused him severe anxiety, he told Mr. Shapiro. His father was at the center of his delusions, the doctor said. During cross-examination, Mr. Ortner pointed out that Mr. Gilbert was able to control his hatred for his father when he needed money. Oh, that makes
1: <laughs> sense. Yeah, That seems normal. <laughs> I hate you. No, I
3: don't. Can I please have some more money? <laughs> he overcame his paranoia and asked his father to guarantee his apartment. Mr. Ortner said. He
1: overcame his paranoia. Did you
3: know that? (laughs) Dr. Dr. Shapiro paused and then admitted yes.
1: He overcame his paranoia. Okay, you got mental health issues, but I'm going to overcome them. I'm going to be a bigger man than my mental health issues just for a second so I can ask my father for more money. So this title is Thomas Gilbert Jr. Search for Hitman Online Before Killing Dead.
2: I mean, if I didn't know that he was searching for hitmen before, it'd probably have a better chance of me saying he didn't know what he was doing. But you're literally searching murder for hire or contract killing. That's, that's, you're so dumb. Like, well, it's not mental illness if you're dumb. I'm sorry. You're just dumb for well, looking for that and then killing someone.
1: So he was charged with second degree murder, which pisses me off because
2: it should have been first degree. Yeah, because the intent was there.
1: He is serving. He's not sentenced yet. That's August 9th when he's getting sentenced. But it could be anywhere from 25 years to life.
2: Well, he okay? hasn't been At sentenced yet. And this was in 2015.
1: Yeah. So he's, well, he just went through his trial. Just now? Yeah. And they convicted him in, in this month. And wow. they're going to actually sentence him in August, August 9th.
2: That's the day after our show.
1: Yeah, a day after our show. But he's going to be 25 years to life, which is nothing, man. I mean, he could be out in 25 years. I mean, second-degree murder? This is what I'm trying to do with this podcast episode how, right here. How? I'm trying to tell you second-degree murder second degree? does not make fucking any sense. Okay? He clearly intended to kill his father. Yes! Are you shitting me? Fuck Yes! For fucking ever. And he didn't have a mental illness. He's just a spoiled piece of shit. He's a spoiled piece of shit. They killed his daddy. You want to cut my allowance? No. The uh, intent was there. I mean, I'm, th- we're reading a slide I, right I, now I that guess says.
3: I guess they're going with.
2: He, prosecutors he unveiled illness. Gilbert. Ju- oh, the, the, the headline is Thomas Gilbert Jr. Search for hitmen online before killing dad. Oh, sure. According to prosecutors. Prosecutors unveiled Gilbert Jr.'s browser history in Manhattan Supreme Court on Monday with the clueless 34-year-olds trawling the internet for Hitman Forum, murder for hire, and searching for a hitman in the deep web so, on October 2014.
1: So some of the uh, terms that he searched in his browser, hitman forum, murder for hire, contract killing, and my favorite here, hire a hit. Hireakiller.com. He actually typed that in. He also that looked it. up a real Silk fucking Road. site?
3: I'm a little
2: concerned. You, you actually,
1: he actually typed in hireakiller.com. What
3: an idiot. But he also looked up <laughs> Silk, Silk Road, fuck? which I think was still active at that time.
1: Huh? Silk Road? What's Silk Road? No, Silk Road was not active at that time. At, at that, that time? No, at that, that time. Yeah. That
3: was the guy that was. Yeah, from,
1: uh, Dread Pirate. Um, yeah,
3: Pirate Roberts.
1: Dread Pirate Roberts. So, all right, I'm going to do that story eventually for you guys because it's really interesting.
3: It's a oh, it's a no. dark website where you can shop for—it's shut down now, but where you could shop for, like, cocaine, um, tra- trafficked humans, um, hitmen. Oh, dear. It's a, It was a site for illegal transactions. Yeah,
1: so it was available on the Tor browser. Where people could purchase you get, you know things the via is? Bitcoin. Mm-mm, no,
3: I don't know how to get to the dark web.
1: All right, so to get to the dark web, Jen— you need to go to Google and type in Tor Browser. Tor Browser? Tor, T-O-R. Okay. It's, it downloads a browser, much like what you probably use Safari or Firefox.
2: I use Google Chrome. Google
1: Chrome, which I would not do. But use Tor Browser. When you open up Tor Browser, it basically redirects your IP address, which is your shows you where you are, like literally in this house. Right now, mm-hmm. people can track you to this house. Well, that's weird. And it takes your IP address and it throws it all across every different country. Okay. Mm. So it basically redirects your, I- IP ad- it redirects your IP address to multiple different locations and then it obscures it so no one can literally find you. Weird. All right, so now we're going to talk about how insane this guy is. This is from Vanity Fair, my favorite website in the world. And, in fact, Andrew Cunanan from the Versace killer murders, he actually committed suicide in that houseboat right? surrounded by issues of Vanity Fair, if you guys remember. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite murders. Uh, New details on the night alleged murderer Thomas Gilbert Jr. beat up Peter Smith. Who's Peter Smith? Now, Peter Smith was a friend that went to Buckley with him and a former roommate. Now, they were roommates for a long time, a few years at least. And Peter Smith started noticing some very weird things about Thomas Gilbert Jr. Now, Nicole, please read.
3: On October 3rd, 2013, both Gilbert and Smith had been invited to attend the premiere of And After All, a short film co-produced by their friend Jack Bryan and starring Annabelle Dexter Jones, and in which Gilbert appeared as an extra. But as Smith emerged into the street from his building near Bedford Avenue in Williamsburg, Gilbert stepped out of the darkness and jumped him. Smith later told police, slamming Smith's head repeatedly against the pavement. Oh, dear. Afterwards, Smith called James B. Bohannon and texted him a picture of his face. <gasps> Gilbert has bro- had broken his nose and given him a concussion.
1: Ooh. This guy jumps out of nowhere. So he is on this movie, this extra movie, which I looked on IMDb. It's got like a 2.4 out of 10. <laughs> but that's n- neither here or there. <laughs> I wouldn't watch it because it's probably a pretty shitty movie. He was in, He was an extra in this movie. The premiere was going on and then all of a sudden, he jumps out. Now, this is his former roommate. Jumps out of the darkness, takes this guy's head, and starts slamming it down. Boo, 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 boo. On the pavement, the head's bouncing blow, 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 blow off the pavement.
3: Boing, boing.
1: Boing, 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 It actually boing. makes
2: a different sound. It sounds like a melon I only know this because, like, one of my concussions out of the seven that I've had was when I was a junior in high school. I was playing basketball. I took a charge from a girl. She was coming down the court, and I stepped in front of her. took a charge. And it was described as a watermelon bouncing off of the Mm. floor.
1: So he actually befriended initially this guy, Peter Smith, in the summer of 2012.
2: I've never been to the Hamptons. I've kind of always wanted to go, just to see
1: what it was like. He befriended this guy, Peter Smith, in the Hamptons. They became roommates. But he found out—now, this is in 2012— he found out that Smith was flirting with a young socialite named Lizzie Fraser. There's been reliable sources that claim that Peter— Had zero interest in her. And not only that, Gilbert Jr. wasn't even dating her. But this is where it started. Oh, she's so pretty. Okay, she's like probably a 9 out of 10. Okay, so, like, so we're roommates. Is, is
2: her school an all-girls school and their school is an all-boys school? Is that kind of, like, what I'm getting? No, he's
1: living in the Hamptons surfing. Oh. you well, know, he's after Yeah, after college. Ed- college. Okay, yeah, after college. Was, so confused. she's, like, a young socialite living off daddy's money like every motherfucking character in the story that I'm telling you tonight. You know, mm-hmm. I'm doing stuff with my life. OK, I work on this indus- in this industry. I've came from nothing, <clears throat> even though my dad was rich as shit and provided me with everything. I am so attractive and I go to the gym and I do squat thrusts. And I do my thighs. OK, keep that thigh gap, you know, I do. I do thighs every day. Okay, I'm a young socialite, Jen. Okay. My name is Lizzie Fraser. Hi, Lizzie. And I'm dating no one, but this guy named Thomas Gilbert likes me. Okay. But then this guy, Peter Smith, is flirting with him, flirting with her. Fuck that shit. You want to flirt with her? I saw her first. Oh, oh no! That's going to cause bad blood, and it did. That caused bad blood. No, we cannot have that. Blood. You, you want to? You, I'm, I'm bullshit. I'm gonna call bullshit. I know you're my friend. You know we went to Buckley together. But you want to, you want to flirt with her? I don't know. She does those thigh gaps for me in the gym. Mm. Peter Smith eventually kicks Gilbert out of his apartment. That's fine. You know what? Smith, I thought we were cool, but you know what? We're not. I'm, you know what? You can't kick me out because I'm leaving. I'm independent. I'm going to leave on my own.
2: All my women who are independent,
1: throw their hands
2: up at me.
1: I'm going to move to another house that's really close by. It's owned by my dad. Hmm. But I'm oh, going to move yes. in there. And I'm going to show you that I have things going on in my life.
3: So many things.
1: After that, things were bad between him and Peter Smith. In fact, all right, I've never heard this before. This asshole, Gilbert Jr., shows up at Smith's house, the house that he used to live in, but he got kicked out, you know, after that girl incident. Girls ruin everything, by the way. There was a flagpole, because, you know, the house is a fucking flagpole. Again, we can't relate to any of the characters in the story, <laughs> right? He Carol. takes the flagpole out of the ground, Jen. He rips the flagpole out. And he impales it. <gasps> Into the front door. Oh. <laughs> I was getting
2: ready to get some blood and guts on this one.
1: He impels the flagpole into the front door. America! You gotta be strong as shit to do that. He must work out. Right into the front door. I mean, yeah. the shit is like sticking through the front door. The fucking flagpole, Jen. You know how much those things weigh? Yeah, I mean, depending on what it's made out of. I mean, Jesus Christ, that guy is like Right into the door. That's
2: like a manic episode.
1: No shit. I'm trying to show you how crazy this asshole is. This is from the Daily Mail. I love the Daily Mail. They have the craziest freaking headlines ever. Chris Pratt. Ex-roommate of Thomas Gilbert Jr. claims a 34-year-old tried to kill him several times and even burned down his family's mansion. Believing him to be inside just months before the Princeton grad executed his dad for lowering his allowance by $100. That's, what the, ab- headline. What that's, about, that's about the headline. What about the guy? That is the headline, people. TheDailyMail.com. Please subscribe. What that is a Please one. What about the guy, guy
3: that plays um, the Van Hendrick twins from the film? The social media. You movie.
1: guys have unlimited guesses about the actor sa- that has that, already signed you know on to play the Ivy League killer. you know
3: killer. what I'm talking about, though? You know, I'm what telling you, said. you're
1: wrong, Nicole. All right, Y'all have unlimited to guesses then. tonight to guess the actor Leonardo that is scheduled to play the Ivy League killer known as Thomas Gilbert Jr. You guys have unlimited guesses on Ryan the actor. Ryan Reynolds. All right. So this is from the Daily Mail, June twentieth, two thousand nineteen. Smith and Gilbert first began living. Smith and Gilbert first began living together in two thousand eleven. They then cohabitated on and off for the next two years between surfing trips abroad together. Jen, we go on surfing trips abroad together. Oh wait, no, because we make minimum wage. I forgot. Moving on. (laughs) But from the very beginning, Smith said he grew increasingly concerned by Gilbert's behavior after he accused Smith of a number of bizarre offenses, including stealing obscure items from his room, hacking his computer, and breaking into his bank account. However, the slurry... ...of accusations soon escalated into physical violence, and Smith claiming Gilbert suddenly became, quote, very aggressive and attacked me on several occasions. Hmm.
2: Dave Franco. Tom Holland. What the fuck?
1: On September 15th at 5.35 a.m., the ground floor window of Peter Smith's mansion was broken into. Now, he wasn't there. The house was 8.50... Sag Main Street. Lit, it was actually listed on the National Register for Historic Places. James by, Marsden. By five forty-two a.m. that morning, this house was ablaze. Go to talkmer.com to see this blazed-up house. Even the picture that I'm showing you right now is like in high definition. If you saw a North Charleston apartment blazed Crispin. up, it would not look this good. This is like high-definition, blazed-up houses. Harry Styles,
3: Justin Bieber. James Marsden. But, I already said that. Do you guys not
1: care about his house getting on fire? No. We do. He he goes in. We care in, about
3: you paying for our IHOP.
1: He goes in and lights his old ex-roommate's house on fire. The mansion that he lived in. That was registered for the, the Historic Places National Registry. He lights it on fire. Jake
2: Gyllenhaal. And
1: within 10 minutes, by 542, the house was an inferno. Christian Bale. 75. Hofer grace. Volunteer firefighters. The house was actually too hot for them to enter. Across the street. Okay, guys, listen to me. Across the street. From the house. Was a historic cemetery. Oh, creepy. The firefighters putting out the fire. Remember, there's 75 of them. Wow. They're putting out the fire. Oh, man, this is a blazer. Oh, shit. We need some more water. Call for backup. You know, water going everywhere. They, and then one of them looks across the street. There's an old cemetery. And it's, it's dark outside. It's 542 in the morning.
2: Jason Sudeikis.
1: There's an old cemetery. Old historic, historic Confederate cemetery. Oh, these old tombstones. John Krasinski. And there's a man... Sitting on one of them big tombstones. Oh, like he doesn't give a shit. Smoking a cigarette. ( Yugoslaps) (mumbles) (sighs) Watching the fire burn. That's old Thomas Gilbert Jr.
3: Wow, what a dick. What a psychopath. (laughs) Ooh, whoa, oh, whoa. <laughs> whoa! that is different.
2: All right, that guy
1: looks like I'm different. Some, uh, That is I'm different. very
3: different.
2: He looks like... Um, Matthew McConaughey. No, the
1: guy from Limitless. The guy Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper.
3: Nah.
1: He looks like some Bradley Cooper. No, no and the less attractive version. All person. righty. So we are... Uh, this title is called Ivy League Dad Killer Refuses to Attend His Own Trial for Second Day. So... Now, as you see, he's wearing his nice lacrosse polo shirt. Lacoste. Did I already
2: say Matthew McConaughey? Is
1: Lacrosse a brand? Lacoste? Yes. Lacoste. Lacoste. He's wearing He probably
2: his, was Lacrosse bro though. Lax Bro.
1: He's wearing his Lacoste Polo Banana Republic shirt. It's his salmon salmon pink. Now he's in trial. He should be wearing a jumpsuit. But in fact, he's wearing a button-up with the top button, You see his chest hairs, and obviously, Jen, he has a six-pack because he's rich. And what rich about the people, guy that
3: is in Sons of Anarchy?
1: Rich people, oh, Charlie Hunnam. Rich people have nice bodies. Brad Jen. Pitt, Jen, you're not listening to me. If rich,
2: by, rich people have nice bodies. I'm listening.
1: After screening 500 candidates, 12 jurors and five alternates were chosen.
2: Neil Patrick Harris.
1: Opening arguments will commence the day after Memorial Day, May 27th, which we've already passed. Sentencing is actually set for August 9th. Now, I want to tell you this guy was convicted, but he hasn't been sentenced yet. That's a future episode for us. Mm-hmm. He could face 25 years to life in prison. That's it.
2: This is his charges.
1: He is charged with murder in the second degree, a class A felony, one count.
2: I just want to know why it wasn't first degree.
1: Criminal possession of a weapon in the second degree. Criminal possession of forgery devices. What I didn't get into the story is in his apartment when they broke into his apartment after the murder. They found a skimming device, a credit card skimming device. Mm. And 20 link credit cards Interesting. Ooh, so uh, you, you remember that day trading i got this old day trading algorithm i came up with on the computer it was actually mm-hmm. i steal people's credit cards because i'm like dylan millard and i have all he's his money cool. but i still want to be a gangster he's also charged with unlawful possession of ammunition all right i'm gonna give you one last guess who is the celebrity
2: I don't know. I, I've had so many guesses, I'm, I've kind of run out.
1: All right. Well, tonight's winner is Jen because, boom, Jake Gyllenhaal. <gasps> Jake Gyllenhaal is producing a film about accused Ivy League killer. I never
2: win anything. I'm so excited. <laughs> Congratulations, I'm take my mom and dad, and the dogs, <laughs> Stella and Hubble, and Nicole and John, for this opportunity to win this award.
1: Congratulations, Congratulations Jeff! They actually look alike, don't they? They yeah. do. You know what? I fight. I'm gonna go on record right now. I know I said I love Tom Cruise, and I love that ass shit. That ass hat is what, what Becca says. Douche she, canoe. Douche canoe. That's I my love thing. that ass hat. I love ass hat too. Okay. He's a good actor, but Jake fucking Gyllenhaal, man, you are a phenomenal like actor, he man. He is. He Have him. you ever seen uh, Nightcrawler? Yes. Good fucking movie. Yep. You are a good actor. I also like sir. Loving Other
2: Drugs with if him. If you, you ever Anne Hathaway, hear this yeah.
1: podcast, you are a good actor. And I, You're I inspired mediocre.
2: Remember that? Oh no, he's more than mediocre. I'm remember joking. that movie we watched, um, where the he pictures. played like the two. No, no, no. I mean, he Donnie the... Darko, end of story. Oh, yeah. Love we can Donnie just Darko. start this
1: podcast right here. Donnie Darko, end of I story. Love Boom. I Donnie Darko. But remember what that, I, I'm going to watch that watched,
2: Remember that movie we watched that was like him and he played like that twin and they switched lives? And do you remember that? We watched
1: it recently. It was a Canada movie. Jake Gyllenhaal, best of luck with the Ivy League killer. I know we'll you're going to be gonna in the front row. Fantastic. I cannot wait to see this. You are a phenomenal actor. You're probably one of the best. The title is going to be called The Gilded Rage. Ooh. What is it coming out? And is based on a series of Ooh. my favorite. Oh my God. Yes, please give it to me, Andrew Cunan. Vanity Fair articles. Ooh. About the slaying of 70-year-old Thomas Gilbert Sr., the daddy of the Ivy League killer thomas gilbert jr that convinced his mother to go get him a sandwich and a coke mommy mommy hey hey please mom mom mom, 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 mom mommy mommy can you please go mommy, get me mom sandwich, mom, sandwich mom, mom coke mom, mom, so i can kill my daddy
2: thanks guys for listening to talk murder to me it's been a very fun episode i hope that you enjoyed it and i can't believe i won i'm so excited
1: all right guys if you really enjoy this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button on whatever podcasting app you use. If you really like this episode, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you're absolutely obsessed with this podcast and want to become our stalker, go to talkmur.com slash join. Become a Talkus primo. Get a badass t-shirt, sticker, swag, a lot of love. Shout it out all over the place. Tell me what story you may do. I'll research it and I will dedicate it to you. Only on the Talk Murder to Me podcast. My name is Johnny with Jen and Nicole here. And until next time... Only good boys get their money. Okay, I know we talk a lot about puffy mattresses, but I think we're going to do the ultimate test here. So we're going to get a puffy mattress. And Jen, you're going to actually sleep one day on a puffy mattress. One night, you're going to sleep completely on a puffy mattress. Okay. The next night, you're going to sleep... <laughs> On a pile of rocks.
2: (laughs) Glamping? Am I going to be glamping?
1: We're going to compare.
2: And then the third night, I'll sleep on top of the pile of rocks on top of the puffy mattress. (laughs) We're talking about thunder, not farts here, just so you guys know. Jim, don't
1: say that. I'm about to quiz this podcast. I'll delete every episode tonight. Poots, poots, poots. We're talking about thunder, not poots. Sorry.
2: And you were like, guys, I need a new title. I'm thinking this. And then I was like, I was like, okay. And I came up with this really creative title. It took me a long time to think about it. And then you just picked the one that you were thinking of already. And I was like, why even bother? No,
1: I said, here's what I have so far. I want something like this. And then you came up with all different stuff. I was like, no, I just want, I want <laughs> just you to change like one or two <laughs> words, maybe add a comma. Like I was already going, <laughs> going to go with that same thing.
3: All right. Well, thanks for mansplaining that to us. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, have, I have creative control here. It can only be done one way.
2: I know, which makes me sad because sometimes I think that I have really good ideas and you're like, no. But then usually sometimes I'm like you'll Steve come Jobs. Around st- and you'll be like, hey guys, guess what I found out? And I'd be like, I already mentioned this three months ago and you told me to fuck off.
1: Do you like your MacBook? I do. It would not be anywhere as good if Steve Jobs wasn't just wasn't such an okay. asshole. All right,
3: let's move on. Okay. I'm, just I'm tired of talking about Steve Jobs and his fucking computers. Let's move on with oh, the story. shit, it
1: went all over me. Fuck. That's,
2: That's what she said.
1: This is going to be literally— gonna
3: get, I'm going to get dressed up. I'm going to wear
2: red, red, white, and blue, Jen, or should I wear Jen, a dress? Jen, I'm going to straight my hair. I'm going to straight my hair. J-E-N. I'm going to cover up my J-E-N,
1: disgusting J-E-N, cuts J-E-N, on my face.
3: I like this. This is what I want
1: people to do at our show. Yes. All right, listen to me.
3: Can I pop a beer in here? Your cousin from Boston. Sam Adams Boston Lager is my go-to beer. Not too heavy, not too light. Oh boy. That's, oh no. Is that on the computer? Sam Adams, Boston Lager Boston Beer Company, Boston Massachusetts Drink responsibly
1: Cosa? Ancora più risparmio sui prezzi Outlet Sono arrivati i saldi a MacArthur Glen La Reggia Designer Outlet Fai shopping all'aria aperta tra oltre 120 negozi Delle migliori
2: firme E se ami l'arte Ammira l'opera di Yorit realizzata in esclusiva per La Reggia Aperti tutti i giorni fino alle 21 Scopri di più online